You're listening to the Talk Hard Podcast, presented by Walk Softly Films, where we talk about movies and some other stuff. Brought to you by three indie filmmakers. I'm your host, Alan Martin, and with me as always, Scott Stafford. Uh, sumasu. For our Japanese listeners. And Todd Sheen. Look at him spitting the Danish. Scott, what are we going to talk about today? Literally split, spitting Danish out. What are we going to? What's going to be on the show? What's going to uh, be on the show? We have got some huge Disney Marvel news. Wow. Uh, for anybody who's been keeping up with it, uh, we'll we'll fully dive into that and what that means. Uh, Justice League and the future of the DC Cinematic Universe. It's a big fat mess. Mm. Uh, movie roundup of everything we've been watching lately. We've seen all kinds of stuff. Uh, Thor, Star Wars. We had uh, some requests for our takes on Stranger Things, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, thoughts on that and more. A new Pepsi taste test for the Sheen Man. For Todd Sheen. Listen to him, everybody. <laughs> and, uh, I wish you could see him drooling. And then uh, I'm going to take over the show because I found a movie... Of 2017 that may look worse than The Boss Baby. Holy crap. Who saw that coming? How you like that tease? And then one more. I've, I hit my peak last week, guys. I've taken it as far as I can go. I've climbed as high as I can. I'm going to tell you all about that. Oh, my. Like higher than I, I've, yeah. laser tag level. <laughs> I think so. And I can't. I guess we'll be the judge. It's all downhill from here. Well, let's get started. Golly, I don't know what to think. They're going to put me in the they're gonna make the big star out of me We'll make the film about a man that's sad and lonely And all I gotta do is act naturally Hey, hey, everybody! Welcome to episode 44 of Talk Hard. Guys, it has been two months <laughs> since we recorded an episode. And I'm going to take about 90% of that blame. Well, you know, it is what it is. Uh, if people wanted episodes more often, they'd share it. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's so, right. As soon as we start making money on this thing, then you all can complain. That's that's true, yeah. And I did get some complaints on Twitter about us not having some episodes coming up. Really? So, I, you know, I do what I can. I'm a man of the people. Here we go. Um, so what have you guys been up to? Any... Uh, Anything happening in your worlds that you want to divulge to the to the fans? Uh, you better go first there, non-Hello Kitty. <laughs> I better go. Is anything going on in my life? Well, I, I got a I got a a food opinion that I want to throw at you Ooh. guys. And uh, here we go. He's planning a wedding. I feel like this might He's be got on, a lot of talk about, but we're going with a food opinion. Alan went uh, like strong last time, and you know, brought his said we we shouldn't say bless you anymore oh, to people. That if sneeze. you want an update, that's going it's going fantastically. <laughs> really, the but, movement is yeah. Like the first couple weeks, I'm going to admit was a little uncomfortable, but man, once you get in the groove. I have to say it's it's a it's a whole it's almost a euphoric experience when somebody sneezes and you don't feel obligated to say bless you. I love it. Yeah, well, we it's might. like it's like turning away beggars at the street. It is. It's just fulfilling. Like yeah, I mean, I just I feel like a, a chain has been lifted off of my off of my uh, neck. Well, your wife is in the building. We can ask her how she feels about it. Yeah. Well. Okay. Can I, can I <laughs> can I disclose? 
The only get my I like I said last time she sneezes a lot, and the only guilt I was feeling was when she sneezed. <laughs> uh, apart from her, you felt okay. Uh, apart from her, I'm, I have no problem with it. But I have blessed her on occasion, um, not every time. Well, that's a harder one to. It's a hard. It's a harder road <laughs> to hoe. But we, this might be a really short podcast. <laughs> I, you know what I think? I think you should come up with that special wink. Just After to let her know. every sneeze, it says, hey. You know I'm thinking I'm about thinking you. I'm thinking about you. But I can't say it. Yeah. It's principles. Yeah. Okay, that's a good and idea. don't tell anybody else. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because <clears throat> okay. if you do, I'll just deny. All right. Yeah, maybe I'll go with that. Thanks, yeah. Todd. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, so here's so, mine. controversial food tech. Uh-oh. I'm, this is going to be good, isn't it? Stale Oreos superior to fresh Oreos. Stop. Yeah. What? Yeah. Mm. Crack the lid on those things and let them sit out for a week or two, is what I say. As do they, they get st- more crunchy or do they get like soft? Soft. Oh. <laughs> they do get soft. Yeah. 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 I'm I know down what you're saying. For soft Oreos. Oh, man. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Especially like specialty flavors or I don't, just the I don't go or just for the regular. Such. Uh, yeah, I don't go for specialty flavors of Oreos. Okay. You're not buying like, into all that. No, the, the, all, all the frills. Velvet. Cake. Bir- yeah. Birthday yeah. cake yeah. is yeah. good though. Birthday cake's pretty the, good. The cinnamon roll ones were good. Yeah, <laughs> I heard they're getting pretty wild. Yeah, <laughs> they are. But okay, so stale Oreos. Yeah. So uh, hmm. yeah, stale I, I, Oreos I or not stale. We might hmm. put it up as a poll, but yeah. I want I want to know. And I, f- I feel like I, if you haven't had them, and if you're out there saying no, that's gross, but you haven't tried it, then don't you know? Don't knock it until you tried it. You know, I mean, I guess people life. dunk them in milk to make them soft. Exactly. And so you it don't does kind of make sense. You won't have to do the milk. Huh. Just wait a solid you week. Can save milk. Yeah. Because everybody knows they're better when they're soft, huh? What if you don't like I, dunking I, them in milk? I almost did. You think it's perfect? Because now you get the, <laughs> you what, get but the what experience. If, what if you don't like oh. the consistency after you've dunked? Because I don't. I like. I don't uh, like the consistency well, of yeah, them. You, you probably just don't like the problem soft I have is yeah. the problem I have is I'm I'm looking at the milk and there's dark dark right, matter in the right, milk yeah. and I'm thinking, okay, is that is that really this cookie? Is, is that it, what I want? Yeah. Is it insulation? <laughs> what is it? I don't know. All right, they're ashes. All right, yeah. who knows? Someone's ashes. Yeah. By the way, on this show, we're what we're doing here. I want to start formatting our uh, talk hard. To, we tackle everything non-movie up front. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, we make them right. wait for the movie yeah. stuff. That's right. Yeah. And, and then right. you all can get your movies on the back end. I'm not going to rule ruin a whole bag of Oreos, but I'm going to take a couple and I'm going to set them out for a little while. And we're going to see <laughs> I like what happens. Yeah. I like this. And we might have to do some experimentation on just how long you let, let them sit out. Right. I don't, I don't know the answer. I was going to ask what you recommended. It might. It probably depends on like the dew point of your house too. Mm. Like what you know. Yeah. There's a lot of moisture in here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I better leave them out. Not too long. <laughs> okay. All uh, right. You, yeah. You don't want them moving on. Yep. Uh. You've got on the outline here, Scott. You're a big fan. Oh, it's back, baby. Of the Curse of Oak Island. The best show on TV is back. I, which I, I can't believe that is your <laughs> that is your stance. It really is. It's my favorite show. That's like That's unbelievable. To That's me. the one about the like the pit that goes like <laughs> yeah. a million miles down. Yeah, or and they never find anything on it, but they people keep watching them look for stuff that they don't find. Well, let me just tell you what's happened so okay. far this season. Here's an update. They're getting really closer to finding nothing still. Episode 1, the uh the road had washed away mm-hmm. to the island. So, mm. um, 
they had to rebuild that road. Hmm. Episode one. Check. Rebuilding the road. <laughs> yeah. And that was a just an entire episode it took them to build the road? or Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They started digging a bunch of little holes instead of big holes this year. And uh, they found in one of the holes, they found pottery and bones. Mm. And that was like 190 feet down in one of the mm. holes. Okay. That doesn't sound like a small hole. <laughs> 190 feet, 190 foot hole isn't small. Well, like circumference yes ah gotcha okay they had they had dug like man-sized holes last year Mm. now they're digging a bunch of little holes to try to zero in on where they want to big the dig hole dig the big hole big or or big big the the dig dig hole hole. (laughs) the dig hole and those are some those are some big old manholes aren't they (laughs) they have a manhole inspector for for that kind of thing or was it just hey there's gonna be like three people who love norm mcdonald that are gonna completely get that joke right Uh, and it's gonna be awesome (laughs) <laughs> and 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 on this past episode, just this most recent episode, they found out that those bones uh, were from a European and a Middle Eastern person. Oh, mm. so, and uh, they found a, a depression in the ground, a square depression where something had been buried in a in a place they hadn't looked before, and uh, they dug that up, and there was nothing there. Mm. But then, then they, but then they, they felt they hit concrete, right, with right. the backhoe oh, when they were digging that that spot up. Mm-hmm. But then it was just a rock. Oh, mm. so best show on TV, everybody. <laughs> <clears throat> we're getting closer to something. Oh, holy crap! Remind me and the listeners what what are they hoping to find in these digs? Uh, they they hope to find treasure. There are several theories about. Something was definitely buried there, so uh, there's no doubt. There's all kinds of engineering feats that have been uh, accomplished on this island from hundreds of years ago. Like that's indisputable. Uh, they started digging a hole in the 1700s, and it was every 10 feet they'd hit a platform of logs, and they went 90 feet down. So every 10 feet they're hitting a platform of logs, and then there's a stone tablet with writing on it, and then they go past that one, and then the the, the shaft uh, floods because it's booby-trapped. Hmm. Ever since then, people have been digging the island trying to find what's down there. Uh, nobody's ever found anything. Uh, they keep getting flooded out. People die, stuff like that. So the thinking is that there's treasure and some people think that there might be religious artifacts because it depends on who you think buried something out there and so it might be that some people think the knights templar and so Ooh, maybe, the knights well, templar maybe mm. religious artifacts are mm. buried down there some people think it was pirates in which case treasure is buried out there some people think uh sir francis drake is buried down there and he has the uh he has um shakespeare's manuscripts with him oh my goodness Man. But so far, they're all refining. So any of that hmm. good stuff could be down there. But we have got they, bones and pottery. rocks that we thought were concrete. Have they, <laughs> I'm just curious. Have they have they have they done metal detectors yet? Yeah, yeah. On the on the in the hole with the bones in the in the same hole with the bones in the pottery, they sent the, a medical uh, metal detector down that one, and that's the hole that got. They it sent a metal de- uh, detector down a bunch of the holes, but this one that's the one where they got a big metal hit too. So they think they've zeroed in on the original money pit, and mm. I believe them. I believe there's something down there. I don't know what it is, but I believe that I believe there's something down there, and they might actually get to the bottom of it in the next year or two. And like, where's this it, island located? Nova Scotia. Mm. Mm. Maybe that's where 
Al Capone stuff is. Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope I hope uh Geraldo is there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see it. A little redemption for Geraldo. All right, I think it's time for a new game, Scott. Let's play a game, guys, with the news. You know, we like to talk about the news on this show, but uh, it's not very fun this year. So I thought what we could do is make it fun. Oh, well, we can try. <laughs> so hmm. I'll, I'm going to give you all a topic. Okay. And then you all try to guess what the story is. You know, I, gi- I give you a nugget and you tell me what the news we'll story is. All okay. Right? Sounds fun. All right, so are you guys ready to guess the news? Guess that nugget. I'm as ready as I'm going to be. All right. Our term of the day is erotic zoos. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. Erotic zoos. What is the news? Uh, It's got to be Japanese, right? Something's happening in Japan. Um. Like they are, they're always ahead of the erotic game. It seems like, <laughs> right? They are, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna say, listenership going up. By the way, in Japan, ding ding. Yeah, I'm giving you all credit for that. Ding ding. Um, I'm gonna say, Japan opened up a zoo where uh, you can also be uh, be pleasured. <laughs> Right. <laughs> at, at no at no extra at no extra price for the price of admission. Mm. Okay. Pleasured by whom, Alan? I don't know. Geishas are they Japanese? Okay. So so yeah, you and and possibly your date to the zoo is what you're saying, right? Or, yeah. Okay. Or if you want to go solo, there, that's fine. There there might be like rooms at the zoo. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. An erotic zoo. Yeah. Ty, would you like to venture anything different? Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. Um. There. It's an actual zoo, where um you pay a little bit more money. <laughs> And you are allowed to um, take off a rhino's horn and ground it into a, a dust or paste. Okay. Wow. And that's a high aphrodisiac, I've heard. Mm-hmm. Oh. I read that somewhere or heard it somewhere. Or uh, maybe I just made it up. I'm not sure. But it's uh, so you, you pay a little extra and it's probably kind of illegal. Yeah. It's kind of dark web. <laughs> probably stuff right. you know yeah for sure and yeah. then um and then you uh you see what happens with get, it, right? get, a, get a little rhino horn if you yeah will. yeah because <laughs> well, it would have to be a little late i mean that stuff's expensive both of you are kind of on the right track hmm. but you swerved off oh. so but but you're you're really you got the right start so let me tell you first of all you started off right by going Overseas, yeah, but right. Germany has a problem. Oh, Germany! Hmm. Germany's got that would have been my second guess. Germany's got a big problem. Is yeah. this hardcore, barely legal porno? Well, let me tell you. Um, there are erotic zoos in Germany, which people can visit to abuse animals, ranging from llamas to goats. What? <laughs> Wow. Hey, what is wrong with Germany? <laughs> and B, why do they call that erotic? 
What's that erotic sounds, about beating a goat? It sounds like violent. It well, sounds really not, violent. <laughs> you're not you're not beating the goat. You see. Oh. <laughs> you're you're Harvey Weinstein abuse of the goat. Okay. So it's it's bestiality. Yes. It's beasti it's a bestiality mm. zoo. Yeah, and they don't want to call it that, see, so, so it's erotic. It's an erotic zoo. Holy right. crap. Yeah. Mm. Germany. Uh uh. Don't we well, have some German listeners? Yes, we do. We're number two in Germany. Gosh, so what are you sorry. Doing? So now, so here, this is, it's up to you, Germany. We want you to, you know, contact us. Yeah, you can clear your, clear your names on here. Yeah. If we have any listeners that have gone to one of these, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, apparently, bestiality dropped off the statute books as a crime in 1969 in Germany. Sixty-nine, uh, huh? Yeah. But in <laughs> in recent years, the number of people believed to be participating in such acts has increased significantly. So why not cash in? Well, <laughs> what I'd like to know is at this particular zoo, I wonder if the uh, the early 70s uh, progressive rock group Kraftwerk. We're possibly involved in a, you know, like a two for one deal where they did a free concert before you, you know, went to town or to the zoo, but or went to town at the zoo. But by and large, let me tell you, the the German people, uh, in general, uh, disapproving. They look they look down on this. Oh well, good. So Hans Michael Goldman, chairman of the Agricultural Committee, said the mm. government aimed to forbid using an animal for individual sexual acts. And to outlaw people pimping creatures to others for sexual use. So that's that's good, right? That's good. But unfortunately, oh. the German zoophile group Zeta Zoophile <laughs> uh, has announced it will mount a legal challenge should a ban on bestiality become law. Oh my goodness. They say mere concepts of morality have no business being law. Said Zeta Chairman and very proud must he be Michael Keok. <laughs> I wonder. Hey, hey, uh, kids, let's go. Let's go visit Uncle Michael <laughs> again. <laughs> Is this goat gonna be there? <laughs> you know she's a part of the family, son. She may not have the same amount of chromosomes that you do, but. I wonder. I wonder if there's somebody connected to all this that goes by the name Huggy Bear. <laughs> I hope so. So anyway, good job guessing the news, guys. Yeah. Right. How long until uh, uh, P.T. Anderson makes a movie about this? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, me too. There will be llama. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. We did. It looks like you have some news from the future. What's Man, up with we that? got all kinds of news. We've got, we had uh, guess the news, and now we've got news from the future. From the future? From the future? Wow. Yes, we do. Like, how far in the future would you say? Well, let me tell you. Uh, a Wyoming man was arrested Monday, October 2nd, um, and he told police that he had come back from the future. Whoa. Wow. All right. And he had he had uh, warnings uh, for the city of Casper, Wyoming, of dire things to come. So mm, that's a hot spot. I'm about to fill you in on what's going to happen in the future yeah. in Casper, Wyoming. Can I ask Wyoming. one question first before you get into all okay, that? Okay. Yeah. Was he arrested in his parents' basement? <laughs> 
He was not. Oh, okay. He was um, intoxicated oh. uh, in public and arrested. But uh, that's when he laid this fantastic story on the police, and he's just trying to warn people. He told officers that he was back from the year 2048. Okay. Golly. Okay. Yep, 30 that's, years. That's about when Blade Runner is happening. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And he warned of an alien invasion that would happen next year. He told residents, residents to leave as soon as possible and demanded to talk to the president of Casper, Wyoming. <laughs> the president of Casper. <laughs> yeah. And he would talk to no one else. <laughs> he... But to be fair, he's from 2048. Yeah. So, what I mean... What can happen? He doesn't know that Casper, Wyoming currently doesn't have a president. Yeah, I mean... Or do they not? He probably wasn't even born in 2017. Yeah. And you want to say, well, he's drunk, he's crazy, you know, but... Check, check. Our man has, uh, he has a good explanation for that. He, yeah. uh, he was able to time travel with the help of aliens. Oh. Now, please look past the fact that he's warning us of an alien invasion. Right. Yet he was time traveled with the help of aliens. Okay. Maybe there's good aliens and bad aliens. Maybe so. Mm -hmm. Maybe so. Yeah. Factions. Maybe he escapes... The bad aliens that come to Casper in 2018. He lives, you know, after the after the apocalypse, he lives, you know, like Red Dawn in the woods, surviving on the land. The good aliens come in, <laughs> yeah, and find him, help him get back to warn about the bad ones because they want to reset everything. And yeah, it makes sense. Well, see, he then th the thing is, he had to stand on a pad that the alien and the aliens filled his body with alcohol. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, to make the time travel happen. Sure. <laughs> what kind of pad was this? We don't know. Was it like but a landing? He doesn't, or he, he he doesn't understand their technology. Maxi? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, the way it operates is he has to stand on the pad and they fill him full of alcohol. Right. Which yeah. is, I mean, you know. And then he's able to... Because you have to disinfect yourself from the inside out before you time travel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, because, like, ter yeah, Terminator, yeah, Terminator got it wrong, you know, and they had everybody getting naked before they time traveled. Right, and they were robots. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so he, uh, and the, the, the aliens aren't perfect, though, because they sent him to the year 2017 instead of 2018 as they had planned. Oh. Mm. So Almost, that, though. That gave him just enough time. Right. Yeah. So uh, he had watery, Johnson had watery eyes, red eyes, slurred speech, police reported in the affidavit, and he smelled of alcohol. Um, but that's, I mean, I mean, of course he did. I, I, can you imagine how much that guy went through to travel back in time 30 years? <laughs> exactly. Like, your eyes are going to be red. His blood alcohol level came in at .136. That's, it's surprisingly low. <laughs> it is. If they filled he, his body with alcohol to time travel. <laughs> the problem is... Yeah. What kind of alcohol? Did they do an alcohol test? Did they say, hey, this they is... Did. In fact, they did. Oh. And it was difficult to get a reading because he blew either too softly or too hard into a portable breath test to get an accurate instrument. Uh, an inaccurate instrument used to determine if a person has alcohol in their system. So, uh, mm. but I think, I think it's probably effects of the technology, though. Yeah. That's so, what I would think too. So there you go. And you know um, with the Air Force video being released with the with the spaceship and all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of things happening. A lot, Who's to a lot say? Of weird stuff going on right Brian now. Brian Johnson is here to warn us. We all. We need to get him and Harry Reid in a room together. And people just want to laugh it off and say he's just a drunk. 
Not Tragic. these three podcasters. No. No way. I wonder if anybody told him, hey, man, um, you look like that guy from Breaking Bad. And you know California's always talking about seceding from the Union. What if Wyoming secedes from the Union? They're going to have a president. president. If they do, we're losing, like, what, our fourth biggest state? Yeah. That's... And a lot of cheese. Should we talk about movies now? <sighs> yeah, let's go ahead. Let's talk about some movies. I'm gonna have to. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna admit it. I'm gonna be thinking about this the rest of the cast. Walk, walks awfully. Salutes you, Bryant Johnson. Yeah, keep fighting the good fight, buddy. And we're we're staying out of Casper. <laughs> we're not submitting any films to the Casper Film Festival in 2018. I can guarantee you that much. All right, Scott. You uh, said earlier this year when we did our uh, our year preview that the movie you were the most dreading was Boss Baby. It, by far, it right. wasn't even close. But now you've got a challenger as a movie that you might hate more than the thought of watching. The thought of watching it repulses you maybe more than the thought of watching Boss Baby. And I, I, we haven't, Todd and I haven't heard what it is yet, so I can't wait. I We're, can't wait to hear what this is. This is going to be a, a, like a premiere, right, for us. Right, yeah, out we have no is. idea what he's going to say. What movie are you dreading more than Boss Baby? Uh, this, I would rather sit down and watch Boss Baby. That's a big statement. Than again, father figures. Father figures. <laughs> father figures oh. looks like the worst piece of garbage. With Owen Wilson and and Ed Helms. <laughs> it does. And it Terry, what a great cast. And Terry Bradshaw in a starring and Terry role. Terry Bradshaw. Man, that movie looks really bad. I really don't have much to say about it other than those are some of the worst previews. I mean, that looks so not funny. Like I don't know. It offends me how not funny that looks. I was going to ask you all if you want to go see it. Ed, Father, uh, figures. Father Figures. What if somebody said to you, here's two free tickets to Father Figures. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the theater, underneath one of the seats, is a box of seven-day exposed Oreos. Oh. Would you... I mean, Scott might be in on that. Would you go... And you have no idea what's been crawling in that parcel, <laughs> right? With the Rios. Yeah, I'm not sure that that makes it a better deal. Then it just—I guess it just depends on the, you know, like the, the I, rating. I'm sure there is a, a theater somewhere with seven-day-old Oreos on <laughs> the floor. The yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah. You're probably right. So anyway, father figures looks bad. Looks real bad. And it's taken the throne for 2017 worst movie in Scott Stafford's eyes. Would rather watch The Boss Baby. All right. Mm. Ed Helms, what, what, I mean, has he just kind of oh. fallen off a little bit? A little I bit. Mean, and maybe that's like, we had talked about earlier uh, off off the air that um, they're getting ready to redo The Office. Uh, it's getting set for a spring opening in 2018. Oh, wow. Um, so a mid-season replacement mid-season like it replacement was the first time. Is I think that's what I read. And... Other than Steve Carell, the rest of the cast is still either on board or considering it. And I mm. think Ed Helms is one that's on board. So okay. maybe that's why. Because he's doing father figures and vacation. Yeah. And hangovers. <laughs> and hangovers. Uh, yeah, probably maybe they'll maybe they'll revisit the hangovers pretty soon too. That way vacation, we can... Did either one of y'all see vacation? I saw it. Was it. Awful. I, yeah. It was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't think Chevy could look any worse. And but then, he did. And then he came out of that front door. and He surprised me. Boy. Good Chevy. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move along to the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom trailer. Um, nah. 
<laughs> Let's not do that. No. You're not. You're not feeling that one. Mm-hmm. Let's move along to the big Disney news that came out this week, and you texted me about it, Scott, which was the first I'd heard of it. Um, so why don't you just go ahead and talk about it here? What happened? You can this tell week at the Disney Studios. You can tell Alan's like actually had a life over the past couple months because uh, I had no idea. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm. Checking out them superhero movie news websites <laughs> um, multiple times daily. That's I hear you. That's me. So I didn't see that though either until he he had. For anybody that doesn't know, anybody that doesn't know, um, it had been rumored for uh, a few weeks that um, Disney was attempting to purchase Fox, uh, and of course all the nerds get super excited because. Fox owns the X-Men, owns the Fantastic Four. It's a huge uh, percentage, a huge chunk out of the uh, Marvel catalog there Mm -hmm. of characters. So um, people started to go crazy about it, and who knows if it would actually happen, because it was, you know, you're talking about a a rumored $60 billion deal is what they were talking about. So would that happen? Could that happen? There were a lot of moving parts. Uh, Disney couldn't own... um, the Fox Network, because that would go against antitrust. You can't own more than one. They already own ABC. ABC they right. can't own Fox. So how would that all work? Is it true? Nobody knew for sure. It was just rumors. But uh, so it, they, it was supposedly in talks, and then they said talks ceased. And the week after that, talks started up again. They, I think they talked to supposedly Fox was talking to Universal maybe shortly. Uh, but then Disney got back in, and then it was it moved fast after that, and it, uh, the deal was finalized. Um, was it this week? Did mm-hmm. I? Okay, and I think uh, I think so too. Early. And um, the only thing now is it has to it has to pass the government muster, but it should. Uh, and if they don't, I think the the final deal ended up being somewhere around fifty two, fifty four million. They they bought all this for. Which is insane. That is nuts. Uh, and if it doesn't go through, they have to pay. They still have to pay Fox two and a half billion dollars. Disney does just just for I guess the trouble. Um, but it'll Gracious. go through. Um, most experts don't see anything that's gonna uh, stop it. So anyway, uh, the uh, exciting two exciting parts. One. Disney now owns Star Wars in totality. They didn't have the full rights to Episode Four, so now you yeah. can get. How did that happen? Uh, because <clears throat> originally, Epi- uh, A New Hope was made by a different studio than made the 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 others, right? Um, well, Twenty f- f- um, First Century Fox made Episode Four, right? They they made it. Um, George, I think. Before Lucasfilm, yeah, he, he yeah he relied mm. on he relied on them to yeah okay. to, to fund it because he didn't have distribution the money rights yeah. or whatever and so now they uh, you can have your box sets galore everybody and maybe uh, they'll do uh, maybe they'll remaster the Star Wars films this time for Blu-ray and I'll actually consider buying yeah <laughs> but being the comic book ultra geek that I am I want that Marvel news man yep let's give it. So, uh, so that now Marvel gets uh, the, all the X Men characters, Deadpool, any any mutant type characters are back in the fold, uh, which is pretty huge. And then Fantastic Four is back in the fold, and um, 
the big news that might be the biggest news of all. I mean, besides getting all of the X Men and all mutants and and the the possibilities of those stories and kind of let's basically a whole second universe um, as Fox has been treating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of almost double up everything you're able to do with that one. But to me, the more exciting part of it is that uh, Marvel has had, and people have complained that they don't have, you know, the, their movies have had a villain problem. Right. Yeah, a shortage of good villains, and, and this solves that problem. I didn't even think about that. In spades. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Doom, mainly, uh, which is my favorite character in all of Marvel, a hero or villain. Um, they get him. Uh, they get, I believe, Kang the Conqueror, who was always a primary uh, villain of the Avengers, but I think he first appeared in Fantastic Four, uh, so which is why they had the rights to him. So that's big for the the Avengers franchise. And uh, Galactus, the Silver Server, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm nerded up. All the Spider-Man villains now? No. Uh, no. They won't get those? Well, Sony's still... You know, mm. they're still working on their little borrow deal with Sony. Right. Okay. So anything they use from from the Spider uh, Spider Man section uh, is on loan. Is on loan. I and they see. have to ask for specifically and work work little deals out. <coughs> that's why you're having your standalone Venom movie, I guess. But as of right now, yeah. that's the only thing they don't own. Well, that and solo movie rights to the Hulk. So, but that's the only thing Which left out there. There was a whole bunch of stuff when Marvel Studios started. Uh, Fox owned Daredevil. They let those rights slip by not making mo- uh, movies. You know, there's too much in between mm-hmm. time in between movies. So Marvel, uh, the rights reverted. Same thing with the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Ghost Rider. Um, Can't imagine them not making another Ghost Rider movie. So after, they, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they got with a lot Cage. of stuff back, and uh, now the only thing that's sitting out there. I mean, Sony owns Spider Man, and but uh, otherwise they've got everything. So I'm pretty jacked up about it. And they paid through the nose for it, but they've got it now. Yeah, and they'll make it back. And, I mean, it's crazy to think they paid $1 billion for Marvel. All of it. Gracious sakes. And I mean, the money they've made already on yeah. that deal. Wow. The only problem I have with this is that um, just, you know, you, you've got this, you know, this big elephant on the block that's now taking over other studios. So, mm. Fox... Fox will be or won't be making films going forward. All their current or current and back catalog, I guess all of the films are going to Disney. Because yep. I know Alien and Predator mm-hmm. are now with Disney. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the thing. It's just the, the fact that, okay, if they go away, then that's one less studio. I mean, you can count on what, two hands, the studios, the major studios? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the thing is just the fact that it's not – you don't have – you know, you're used to seeing 20th Century Fox, so yeah. we're not going to see that anymore. You're worried about the competition. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then if one – if there's just – if there's one big heavyweight and mm-hmm. and then who who else is – I mean, does Paramount even put movies out anymore anyway? I don't think – they haven't done much. They've had a really bad have, yeah. year, I think. Um. But I, I don't know. I guess that's the thing is just the fact that it's now Fox goes away and is absorbed. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I like I like the the whole thing for Marvel. I do like that. And I do like the fact that, you know, Lucasfilm now has all all Star Wars Everything's rights together and everything. Now, yeah. 
but I don't know. It's it's amazing that, <laughs> that this happened and it happened so quickly because, I mean, for the most part, people had written it off that this will never, ever happen, and Fox will never let those rights revert and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll make crappy movies till you know the end of time and and especially when you could uh just make deadpool movies and i by yeah. what i understand that you would keep all the x-men rights because you're using them even if you're not making x-men movies right but they, they would you know they could have just kept cr- cranking out crap for the, till the end of time and they would have kept them but uh disney went to bat and just said oh we'll just we'll just take all of it and yeah. uh, so that's pretty amazing that, that this has happened because a lot of people just thought it would never happen and i'm excited about it uh that yeah they do so they own 21st century fox they own fx they own all the they own the um cable networks except fox sports uh hmm. they own so that they also have they own the the simpsons uh, that whole, mm-hmm. you know, catalog, et cetera, wow. et cetera, the, all the graining stuff, Futurama and all that, and, and all the, all, all the animation. So what, right, like Amer- American Dad mm-hmm. and, you know, all that. Hmm. Do you think, uh, can you make a prediction here? Do you think that they'll use any of those things in, you think that'll interrupt the Marvel Universe uh, timeline that they have set out now? Or do you think that they'll just go off on a different thing and start making their own movies aside from the Marvel Universe? you think they'll stick a Wolverine in there or maybe stick an X-Men movie in the middle, all these that is in this universe? I can see them <coughs> trying to sneak in the Fantastic Four if they did that. Because they're doing that with Captain Marvel, they're going to mm-hmm. kind of shoehorn her in and say she was there before the Avengers were and like do it through flashbacks and right and now here she is again she was actually around before they were so I can see that that would be a possibility especially since the Fantastic Four was kind of where it all started with Stanley that was the the first book he wrote they were the first characters Mm -hmm. you know I can see why maybe you'd want to do that just for for old time's sake Mm -hmm. uh but X-Men especially, and if I had to guess, I would think they'll just hold on to everybody because they're coming to the end of all these Avengers stories anyway. Right. And, and they had said this will be the end of a, a series of stories and the beginning of a whole new set. And so that just kind of makes sense of, you know, and they need to let the X-Men rest. They need to, like, you know, put it on ice, mm-hmm. let people get a thirst for it again. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I would do, and, and I think it'll set up perfectly for them to do that. Uh coming up in the years ahead and, and not try to you know, squeeze them in into something that, you know, any of the stories that have already happened. What's going to happen with this uh, X-Men movie that's coming out in, I guess, November of next year. If it were me, uh, I would, and I would love every second of it. I'd put the hard brakes on it and say, nobody's ever going to see this. I'd put the Corman fantastic four treatment on this hmm. and say, this will never see the light of day. That's me. Like the sooner you can, Stop these movies and get that taste out of everybody's mouth. The sooner you can start yours. Yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't put this thing out. But I'd assume it'll go forward as planned. They won't just flush that money that's been spent on it and, and I guess, burn bridges of people that have worked on it and right. stuff like that. So, I, yeah, I'd, I'd assume it'll come out, and then that'll be the end of the Fox x-men timeline as we know it i would think so there'll be you think there'll be if it doesn't have it already there'll be some kind of an adjustment in the new movie that kind of puts it at an end i think it'll oh you mean like end of the story in mm-hmm. this movie end of the end of this fox you know 
this this new group of yeah, that's interesting whether they they would go yeah or shoot an ending to just cut it off there yeah Yeah, or do they just cross their fingers and and set up the next movie and hoping that disney will keep making them Mm -hmm. and keep the storyline going Man, I wouldn't. If I if I was Disney, if I'm Marvel, there's no way I'm gonna do that. Like, just cut it off. It's a mess. That whole timeline's a mess. And no, I mean, I know I don't care anymore. Yeah, I'm done with it. I didn't even see Apocalypse. Yeah, it's it's reboot time for yeah. me. Yeah, oh, definitely. Gosh, oh, Apocalypse is so bad too. What about now? So what about Deadpool? Because Deadpool is not your typical mm-hmm. Disney kind of movie. Bob Iger says Deadpool continues and will be R-rated, and they, they, they're they not worried about continuing it and letting him be as he is. And he, he made so much money, especially yeah. uh, cleared so much money, netted so much money. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was, you know black exploitation type percentages of how much money they made versus mm. how much they spent on that thing. So I think that he's the guy, that's the character that I can ma- imagine them allowing to continue more, you know, through more movies, but they'll, they'll just have to put a wrapper on it or put some type of, you know, they can't, Touchstone. They can't throw the castle up on there and, no, and right. Tinkerbell before that movie starts. No. So they'll have to figure something out with that, but. Yeah, I think I think his story continues. Oh, I'm high on life. I just <laughs> love cocaine. <laughs> uh, let's go from Marvel to DC. Any of y'all seen Justice League? I seen it. Todd's the only one. I saw. I took Henry to see it. <laughs> Good. Well, then you can you can come at this from a uh, a perspective of somebody who's actually seen the movie. Actually seen it. Yeah. Yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna talk about it a little bit, man. That thing has a really weird. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, thing going on where right now I think with critics it's sitting at around 40 well the audience is sitting at 80 um, it's a big but, discrepancy yeah that's huge crazy for critics and audience to be so far apart but Batman vs Superman is is about that too the, the numbers are a little lower but I think critics it's about 25 and audience is about 65 so Maybe that's what DC does. It's just the critics hate it and the audience is so-so on it. And I'd say both of those numbers are skewed. Like, I think they're they're both blown out of proportion, I think. I think at this point, critics love to hate all DC yeah. movies. And and look, anything Marvel puts out is going to be, you know, an 80. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of where they are at this point. And I think the fanboys are, on the other hand, like, you know, hold their nose and yay, we love it no matter what it right, is. Right, right, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Breathe through your mouth for yeah. two hours. Whereas anybody that looks watches those movies objectively has to know that they're, you know, poo. Just a flaming mess. Just a big pile of poo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, was it a big pile of poo, Todd? <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I, turn, I switched off and yeah. I actually enjoyed it. Um, yeah. At the same time... Um, you know, to me, like um, the big, the big thing, and um, the big thing in Batman versus Superman was, you know, they're wanting to kill each other, and then, ding, mm-hmm. hey, best buddies. Yeah, we're yeah. both. We both have moms named Martha. I'm, I'm gonna love you forever, yeah, and ever, yeah, and ever, yeah, and then, kind of in this one, you know, it's like. Um, to me, Superman. Are, are you all going to watch it? Do you want me to? 
Spoil away, Ty. Yeah, I'm going to watch it, but go and spoil it. Superman comes back to life. No way. Hold on. He does. <laughs> to life. To- <laughs> comes back to life. Yeah, I mean. Who would have uh, thunk it? Yeah, I didn't nah. have any idea that was going to happen. Golly, it's amazing. Anyway, um, if they had handled that mm-hmm. better, I think I would have. I would have given. I would say this is this is worth your time. Mm-hmm. This is worth your time because to me that was the, you know you you have to get to this point in the movie where the villain is now. There's no way the villain's not going to run over. Batman and Flash yeah. and all these other people, and the world is the world's toast in peril. Right? Yeah, You're right. And the only the only thing that can save him is you know son of, and that Jor-El. should be a, that should be a get up out of your seat, oh, right? Gosh, cheer, yes. amazing moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should be awesome. You should be just like, yeah, you know, kind of like. like that. <laughs> I don't know if you can see me, but you <laughs> probably mean, can't. That's <laughs> the you know it's the. There wasn't enough time in between to be super hyped about it, but you should yeah. work out the story to where you you want this, and you want this, and you want the the big guy to walk through the door and right. beat everybody's butts. That you you know all your other heroes have been getting it handed to them, and you need him. You need the big guy, yeah. and here he is, and, and yeah. you just you explode because you you know it's so cool and they do it so well. It's like yeah. you just walked out of an erotic zoo, right? Yeah, in <laughs> Germany what you should feel. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it, it needed to be exactly like uh, that moment in Rocky Four, oh. where he's fighting Drago and he's getting it handed to him, and then he finds it and he comes back and you you even as a nineteen year old you stand up when and, he cuts him when he hits it when he hits him and he busts his eye open and, yeah. and Drago has, sees the blood when when the Hulkster is down on his knees oh yeah. And they lift his hand up for the third time. Yeah, yes. And then it does he, fall, and just the, and he wags the finger starts wagging. Because Roddy Piper can't put him to sleep today. And then he's shaking, and he stands up. And then he just points at the bag. Yeah. Throws yeah. that big finger out there. Yes. And you know it's on. You know it's on. You know what you're yeah, going to get. What, I mean, Hulk Hogan knew how to do it. With no writers whatsoever, right. he knew how to milk that moment. You're saying we don't get that moment. We don't get that moment. Unfortunately, the you know the bringing him back to life. Uh, how, how are you going to bring him back to life? Obviously, they use the you know the whatever the little the fancy boxes. Well, well there you go, right there. I mean, if that if you're seeing the bringing him back to life, he can't have the big entrance. He can't, yeah, he can't have a surprise entrance. Exactly. Right. Like just but, learn from pro wrestling. Like when when there's somebody's uh, getting their butt kicked by a group of people, and then Stone Cold's music hits. I, hey, look, across the world, no matter what situation you're talking about, learn from pro. Learn wrestling. from pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What would have been better? Po- what would have been better is if is yep, if Superman whatever. had you know, if they didn't have him buried in a graveyard in Kansas. Yeah. And then dug him up and then dropped him in this vat of electrolytic fluid what in the and, world. <laughs> and then they drop <laughs> this box that's one of the three boxes on earth that have been intentionally separated and protected by different factions. So goodness gracious, Wolf, this villain can't come to earth, get them all together and then create, you know, an apocalypse. You found a good quote about Steppenwolf, Scott. I did. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, Speaking of our villain, there was there was some some chatter on uh, Twitter about this. 
And this was no magic carpet ride, I might add. Yeah. And there's a little... Right, right. Anyway, whatever. So Vanity Fair uh, writer <laughs> Joanna Robinson tweeted, Steppenwolf is the worst comic book movie villain of all time. Whoa! And not even Malekith the Accursed comes close. Holy crap. <laughs> now, that's pretty yeah. bad, right? Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. But what might be worse is if you're... Uh, emergency director Joss Whedon likes the tweet. <laughs> wow. Th- Joss Whedon. And, and I'm not saying anything that nobody else knows, but it's obvious you're watching this thing and it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a schizophrenic thing because yeah. it's going, you're going from this to that and just stuff that just doesn't make sense. And it's obvious. And I mean, I guess they had to do it. And, you know, Zack Snyder and his family, you know, condolences to, to them for their loss and all that. But, um, I mean, he's kind of navigated this ship in a certain direction, and yeah. it's not going to turn anyway. And so to bring Joss in, uh, old, as, as, his, as his friends call him, Uncle Chuckles, okay. <laughs> um, to make some, you know, make some lighthearted fun in these movies. Hey, it's about fun. Yeah, we're we're... We're right. going to lose our lives here, and right. the universe is in peril, but mm. let's have some fun. And by the way, the, the whole Zack Snyder had a death in the family or whatever, like that's unfortunate, but if if Warner Brothers is going to try to tell you that's why he didn't finish directing the movie, yeah, that ain't true. <laughs> BS. Well, You're calling BS? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're three. He's, he's three... I guess almost three films into the tenure doing these mm. super these superhero films, these DC films, and they're not there's not there's not been a turning of the corner in <laughs> no. any of them. They're all you know they, they if anything they're getting progressively worse. Yeah, Man so, of Steel was watchable, but go on repeated viewings, it's hard it's to bad. watch. So if one of your two directors, which not, uh, first of all, not a good thing. But right. if one of your two directors uh, <laughs> likes that tweet, uh, you're, you're probably not in on good ground. Uh, yeah, but probably not. so the the question I wrote down for you guys is: Is Joss Whedon the Grand Wizard of all bridge burners? Maybe in Hollywood, I'd put Rick Pitino up there with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. in our state. That's right. For yeah. all you sports fans out there, you know what we're, what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's something else, and so when he when he does that, when he likes the tweet, the, the fanboys go nuts for one thing. Yeah, uh, one fan tweeted, "You were absolutely repulsive." <laughs> wow, <laughs> how dare you even like this tweet? <laughs> Somebody else said, "Your fingerprints are all over this film, and you had yet to voice out any kind of support for it. You were despicable." And you have single-handedly ruined Zack Snyder's Justice League. Ruined it because mm. <laughs> it was it was on the uphill. <laughs> yeah, it was going gangbusters. <laughs> it was until you got all of it. Now, yes, sir. Obviously, that's not true. But uh, is is Joss's fall from grace complete with this? I don't know where. I mean, if he's wanting to do comic book movies anymore, I don't know where he goes. Yeah, where does he go from here? Yeah, I think he's done with those. Well, Joss is Joss. Is he sending out mixed signals here? Is he is he saying one thing and then saying another? Because this is what I heard. Okay. This comes from someone close to the Whedon family. Oh, wow. wow. All right. And this probably isn't true, but what I'm saying is I heard Todd's that- Todd's got connections. 
<laughs> I heard that, you know, as a as a younger man, um, when he was at home training his his dog, you know, like dog tricks. Yeah. Uh, like he do, said, right? he said, and I and this is what I've heard. He said he threw a stick, and then he said, "Go fetch this. See if I care." <laughs> so take that. As you will. I think that's all we need to know about Joss Whedon. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is this true? It's probably not true. That I'm going to say true. it's probably not, but could it you, has could to be you true. see where it po- there's a possibility there that it could yeah. be? No, I, I mean, a story like that, how do you make that up? It and, took a while. And hey, <laughs> we don't have nearly enough listeners for anybody to sue us, so right. just keep that in <laughs> bring mind. It, bring well, it on. To me, a suit would only... Hopefully, bring more attention to some of our other. I like work. this. So I bring like it this. On. I like the strategy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, the question now is: let, Let's talk about just the huge mess that is Gosh. Warner Brothers DC movies, and, and the question is: Where do, where do they go from here? Because mm. uh, they're in some weird no man's land yeah. of, mm. of tone now, where they don't they they got rid of Zack Snyder. He's probably not coming back. They went in Joss's direction, and he's going to try to funny the movie up and put his jokes in and make it feel like the Avengers, which is, you know, I'm assuming you could kind of see some of that stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, uh, hey, I'm Aquaman. No, I'm Thor. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm Flash. Mm-hmm. No, I'm the other funny character you know. <laughs> from another label. It's just, you know, you wanted, you wanted... If you like if you like any of those characters, you want you want it to succeed. You you know, you want a cool Aquaman. But you know, I'll be honest, Aquaman spent more time, you know, like riding around on Batman's mobile. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I mean he was in the water a little bit, right. but I'm like, okay, if you're not in the water, are you are you able to help us? <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean yeah. that was always the problem with Aquaman. Yeah. It really was even in Super Friends days, we were all confused. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I mean, for the most part, he's just he's like a roadie. You yeah, know, yeah. he's just out there yeah. and you, you need this mic cable <laughs> or you know, I can move that if you need it. Well, I'll be in the water if anyone needs yeah. me. Yeah. I'm going to go talk to some. It, by the way, did he talk to animals? Did he talk I didn't to see fish? Him. I didn't see him talk to a well, single. What the good is? Yeah, what, exactly. What good is he? It's basically to get that dude in a movie, Draga yeah. or whatever his name is. Yeah. It's basically to get him in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. He. Jason, then, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah. Momoa. Say that a say that a bunch of times. I won't. Um, so let's let's just take a quick look. At, at, they changed their slate the week after the movie came out. By the way, good idea. <laughs> Always a good sign. Uh-huh. So right now, after the recent changes, <clears throat> we have Wonder Woman two lined up. Of course, mm-hmm. your your only Actually, successful the, property. The only you one you could even consider to be halfway good. Aquaman, which is already shot, so you you can't get out of that one either. <sighs> And you know what? That that one is shot. That one was directed by James Wan, who okay. hit. You know, he's, that's true. He's more of a horror dude. Yeah, but James Wan's but he's good. got a really good track record. Yeah. Oh, good luck. Um, Flashpoint, which is the Flash's movie, uh, and I think we'll tie in other characters as like some type of multiverse. Great. I can't see the Flash guy. I can't see this guy. Yeah. Running his own carrying flick. a movie. I really don't. Yeah. It's kind of uh, like Hulk, I guess. 
Suicide Squad 2. How does that happen? <laughs> How do they keep that one on the slate? Everybody's waiting for that one. It made a ton of cash, I guess. It did. So I, there I you thought go. I did. And, and here's the other Man, thing. It's... Justice League, where is it Where is it with on numbers right now? Because, I mean, it stayed oh, in look. the top ten for probably a lot longer than it should have. The last I read, I think this was after its third week, <laughs> there were, it was projected that it w- wouldn't make a profit. But oh. they were going to lose money on it. All told. Wow. That's with the advertising budget mm-hmm. and everything. They mm. they cleared their production budget, but when it came to advertising and and all that stuff, that, that it might not make a dollar. Uh, when, Wonder Woman killed it after thirty three days. It's been out for thirty three days. Wonder Woman did three hundred fifty four million. Justice League's done two hundred twenty million. That's and that's crazy. And Justice League was supposed to be like that. Wonder Woman. That's like Thor money, right? You know, right. uh, uh, Justice League is making, not making <laughs> Thor money. Th- it was supposed to make, Justice League was supposed to make Avengers money. This yeah. is supposed to be their yeah. Avengers, and it's not making Thor money. Yeah. yeah, no. Thor beat it by almost $100 million. I'm looking Golly. at him right now. Golly. I mean. Is that, just, that, is that just domestic, or is that worldwide? Um, it doesn't really say. Okay. Because it's done, Thor's done really good worldwide. Yeah. Let's continue on this slate of films. All right, let's go. Shazam. <laughs> Shaq coming back. <laughs> Dwayne, the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson will be playing Black Adam. Mm. And I don't know who's playing Shazam. Uh, Billy Batson? Is that true? That's the uh, that's the alter ego, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah but, I don't know. Uh, I do know that the guy directing Shazam is the guy that directed Lights Out and the recent Annabelle movie. So again, they go on the horror. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting, uh, interesting strategy. Yeah. Warner brothers. Batgirl is on the slate. You're going to like this. Joss green lantern core. Go good. The whole core. (laughs) (laughs) One wasn't enough. You know what? You know why that movie failed? We didn't have enough green. We only had one lantern. We didn't have a core. We didn't have enough people whose weakness is the color yellow. <laughs> now we've got a whole core that's afraid of yellow. The Batman, who we don't know who's going to be playing Batman because every week it's, is Affleck staying in or is he out? And I'll tell you who it's not going to be. And that's um, Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right about that. Uh, Justice League Dark. What's that? That's like uh, they had originally pitched it as Guillermo Guillermo del Toro uh, doing things like I don't even know their names, but like the real the the dark heroes of the DC universe. There's like like Dead Man. Yeah, okay, that's one. And (laughs) Dead uh, Man, Creepy Man, and there's like one (laughs) Town, one girl that's like a witch, and like uh, maybe the demon, and you know, so characters like that. And there's still that one's still on the slate, still on the slate. Okay, yeah, that's happening. Vampire Man removed off the slate. Cyborg got ditched. I can only imagine why. (laughs) You you second that. Uh, some that were rumored to, that they were going to be happening: Deathstroke, Gotham City Sirens, which was uh, what is it? Why, what? What? Uh, how about Gotham City Dark? A, a Harley Quinn movie, a Joker and Harley Quinn movie, Scorsese's Joker movie. None of those right now. All were rumored to be happening, which I bet they were at one point, mm-hmm. and all of them not currently on the slate. 
uh, Nightwing, which is Robin Robins. grown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm going to pitch erotic zoo <laughs> dark gotham's erotic zoo <laughs> i like it bring it they're in a mess man I, I i swear i think they should just completely blow the whole thing up give it about three or four years and start over yeah i'm with you they they've man warner brothers is such a uh they've so mishandled all of this yeah. and mismanaged it all so bad it's it's unthinkable i mean consider the fact that what Marvel's done and the whole connected universe thing and how it changed superhero movies. Consider the fact that Warner brothers has owned every single DC character. Yeah. For the entire, I mean, that's insane. Know, and that's, that's amazing. And they can't do it right. That's <laughs> well, nuts. They've had it for 30 or 40 years. They could have done this at any time and done whatever they wanted with mm-hmm. whoever they wanted. Yeah. And, and what did they do? They made a Superman movie. 20 years later, they made a Batman movie, a couple of them, and then they turned Schumacher loose on a bunch of Batman movies yeah, that, were, sh- that were fantastic. <laughs> Schumacher, I, he really, he should have only done it. The only thing he should have done a sequel to is DC Cab. There you go. I'm Mr. just T. telling you. Bring him back. Or Flatliners. Yeah. Oh, wait. Sorry. Which got a terrible reboot and was sitting at like one percent on Rockin' One percent, yeah, yeah. Is that DC? Flightliner's <laughs> DC, maybe so. But yeah, so the Richard Donner Superman movies, the Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan Batman yeah. movies. That's pretty much the only it's, good thing. I mean, come out you of, used two characters yeah. in forty years, yeah, fifty and years. With them. Yeah, and there's plenty. Whoa, a lot. That uh, that you should have you know you should have should yeah. have some representation. You that, you owned all that uh, IP and you just let it sit there. And then you know Marvel has some success with owning a third of of their characters. And and then you start scrambling and trying to you know replicate what they'd done. And you ham fist it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Golly. Yep. They uh, you know I, I I agree. I think I think they need to let it they need to let it implode. Hasn't it already? I mean, they're not going to because Wonder Woman's going to be. Yeah, they'll probably make how many Wonder Woman movies are they going to as make? many as they can. Yeah, yeah as exactly, many as she'll let make, them. They thing will make cash. And then yeah, I think what they need to do is just completely forget about the idea of Justice League for now. If it if in this next rebooting it it happens, mm-hmm. I think you have to let it happen and not make it happen because it's you know. You, you got to bring back Superman. You got to bring back Batman. And after those two, I mean, who knows? Is there anybody? Is there anybody else left that needs to be, you know, out there? Yeah, they'd probably be well served to go back to a disconnected universe. Yeah, you know, and just make try to make single movies as good as they can. Which yeah. I wish Marvel would go back to what you know what they said they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, they would just try to make individual movies with self-contained stories and making the best they, as they could. And, you know, they'll figure out connecting them later, you know, and, and hopefully they would and stuff like that, but they'll, they'll just focus on each movie one at a time. But now they feel more like they're starting to feel more like chapters. Yeah. Every movie feels like a setup for an Avengers movie. Yeah. Every movie does. Y'all want to take a little break before we get into reviewing some, some other film. Well, let's do that, and right. and maybe we can maybe Todd can try out some Pepsi. When yeah, we we'll go come back. back. We'll, we'll let Todd try some some new Pepsi, and uh, we'll review some things that we've been watching. You're listening to Talk Art. If you wanna write, don't 
Welcome back, everybody, to Talk Hard, presented by Walk Selfie Films. We're going to get into some uh, reviews, some quick hitters of some films we've seen. But first, we've got a Pepsi challenge for Todd Sheen, That's and we're gonna it. we're gonna participate too. Listen I'll to this. Listen guys. to this, maybe. Oh, listen to that. We've got today. We've got uh, last time we we tried. Uh, we had Todd try eighteen ninety three mm-hmm. uh, Pepsi Cola. This is eighteen ninety three also, but it's ginger cola. Ginger. Ooh, cola. Listen to that. Oh wow. Everybody wants to get theirs. Yeah, let's. Uh, mm, I can smell the ginger. Can you? You know, it's almost like I'm standing far off in the distance in a wide shot. Yeah, <laughs> under a waterfall. It kind of kind of smells like that last Pepsi we had. It does. It smells a lot like it. Oh, Todd's already sipping. Oh shoot! Sorry. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> okay, and just pretend. Todd just you can cut that out, right? He couldn't. He couldn't resist. The Pepsi came out of the can, and it was just right down the chute. So tell us, what's the verdict? Wait, what's your verdict? Hold on a second. Let me take. Let me let me take a let me take a first sip here. Well, I'm sipping with you. All right, here we sip. go. Let's sip. Hmm. Hmm. It's like <laughs> it's like walking into. It's like walking into a shop and seeing an old friend. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I think I like it better than that last one. I do like it better than the last one. I couldn't even drink the last yeah. one. The last one was pretty mm. gross. Mm. But this one's weird. It's almost like you're drinking Pepsi through a garden hose. <laughs> a ginger-filled a garden ginger hose. A ginger-filled garden hose. Yeah, and again, Pepsi, if you, if you want to take that and use it in yeah. your promotional materials. Feel free. Remember <clears throat> the days when... 1893. It was people a, used to drink sodas <laughs> through garden hose. It was a different time back then. <laughs> what do you think, Todd? You're the Pepsi yeah, connoisseur here. You're the you're the Pepsi file. I like it. I at 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 no time did I think about spitting this out. Yeah, when I was drinking, that's you, a good sign. You're the one that likes to visit uh, erotic soda fountains. That's right. I do. I do. <laughs> Germany has the best, they say. <laughs> but you know who else has a good erotic soda fountain? Who's that? A lot of people don't know this, but it's um, it's one of those Eastern European kind, yeah. Uh, places. Yeah. Um, I think it's Castlevania. Castlevania. Is, yeah. Has erotic Pepsi stations. Mm. Oh, that's what? it. Castlevania? Castlevania. Yeah. Castlevania is where I... And some zoos in Germany, I've heard, <laughs> have them. All right. Well, mm. as we enjoy our uh, ginger cola, mm. tasty man, I feel like it's really working up my uh, acid reflux. Like, yeah, <laughs> immediately, <clears throat> some fast working stuff. Ginger will do that to you. Could be an interesting rest of the night for everybody. I think I might hold off on some more sips of that. <laughs> Let's see. Should we start current and work our way backwards or something? Yeah, it's fine. Let's do that. Uh, so probably the most current one is Star Wars: The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. I have yet to see it. I hope there's no spoilers in your all's yeah, reviews. We'll, we'll if, there, if there are, then I will. Leave Mine's the gonna room. be very brief because um, I, I this I'm seeing yeah. it Sunday, so yeah, it's you don't yeah. But you, uh, yeah. I will uh, I'll concede the floor to you guys. I will yield the rest of my time. I was underwhelmed, uh, but yet I, I feel like you know it's always tough 
went right after you've seen something to, you know, how you're going to feel about it in a couple weeks. I don't know. But coming out of the theater, I probably felt like I'm guessing that this thing was better than the last two. Better than Force Awakens, better than Rogue One, probably better than all the prequels. And But I'd, I'd still, you know, uh, put it behind. You think it was better than Rogue One? Maybe. Really? I need to see both of them yeah. again to make that call. I, Rogue One was a maybe a little slow, mm. maybe a little boring for me. Yeah, okay. But but it was well done yeah. and it looked great. Mm-hmm. So I, I would to to that's the one I'm not uh, sure a hundred percent sure about. Other than that, I, I would go original trilogy trilogy and then one either Rogue One or this one. And I'm le- I'd lean this one right now. Maybe I don't know. Not seeing Last Jedi yet. I would go Empires and then Rogue One for me. Yeah, and okay. Rogue One wow. did give you that sort of holy crap moment with Darth Vader that we you were yeah, talking about we wanted yeah, that was pretty amazing. Superman it was awesome so <clears throat> yeah uh, but yeah what'd you think Todd I liked it I probably it's probably gonna replace Force Awakens uh, in maybe the third spot behind Empire New Hope and then Last Jedi and I think it's because um, this one you know Force Awakens kind of took a lot of cues from New Hope it felt like a you know, kind of the same story. A lot yeah, of people really thought, did. you know, yeah. but this good one, reason. yeah. And this one had, this one out, you know, it had several, there were several surprises to me that I was just kind of like my jaw was dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. I didn't, I, I didn't read up on it. I didn't, didn't read any reviews, didn't do anything, just kind of went in fresh. Again, I was with Henry and we just kind of, uh, I mean, just took it in and it really, I mean, it was, you know, the crowd was great. It was a great crowd, electric. Yeah. And people, I mean, you had people, you know, getting all freaky when the Lucasfilm logo comes up. Right, Kind of yeah. like they did when we all went to see episode uh, one right. so many, many years right, ago. Yeah. Um, you went and saw it on opening night, right? Saw it on Thursday, yeah, the night before. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, you were there with a great crowd. It was to a watch great it with crowd. You. And, yeah, the the weirdos and, uh, wait a minute, all the big fans. Right, the big fans. Yeah. We're out that night. That that includes me, big fan, weirdo. Uh, but it was, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm gonna put it right now. I'm gonna put it three. That's one of the. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's one of the best movie watching experiences I've ever had. Just the the atmosphere in the theater for episode one. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was incredible. M- movie yeah. disappointed, but yeah. I mean, just because those ne- like us, our age group you know, that had grown up with the originals mm-hmm. were now, you know, young adults and just thirsty yes. for that movie. Yes. And, and yeah. It, yeah, the pop that the logo got yeah. was unbelievable. Oh. It was amazing. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was still Fox. So you, yeah. you had the Fox logo mm-hmm. come up yeah. with the with the fanfare and then the yeah. boom and then the boom. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to see it in IMAX. I waited until the opportunity to go see it in IMAX. Was that a good call, or is it not a? I, yeah, I, I think so. it'll okay. be. I think I don't. I I, I don't know. I, I'm taking it. They probably shot shot it similar to the way the you know yeah. Force Awakens was done with some of it. Some of the scenes maybe being in uh, IMAX. So I, I can't imagine it would be a bad. I, it'll it'll be. It's very action packed. It's got like I said. It's just. <laughs> It's it it plays the notes I think yeah pretty uh, pretty well my bullet points for this one um, a lot of plot holes yeah uh, that and um, felt pretty green screeny at points didn't like that uh, 
the biggest uh, positive for me is was one scene. Like I was pretty meh about most of it, but I loved uh, a good five to ten minutes that they gave you close to the end. And I will say this, and this will tie into a review later. But Adam Driver is the goods. He's to me, he's one of the best actors working today, hmm. and I love just about anything he does. And I think he was spot on with this. He was great, and um, yeah, he was yeah. very good. Yeah, and and, yeah. Sh- and shout out to Frank Oz. And Frank the, Oz, and there, and that's my review. While we're doing shout outs, let's just I do a shout out. To, let's just uh, we do a shout out to Dolph Lundgren. Oh, it's been hey, two Dolph. months. Hey Dolph, since You're I've sh- got to shout out to Dolph Lundgren and. You're still relevant, Dolph. That's right. He's he's coming up next year in Creed Two with a big with a big return. So that Stallone bowed out of. By the way, we can share some news on that. Oh, I didn't I know had that. I heard that. Yeah, he's not going to direct. Is the last thing I read. Is he going to be in it? Be hard to do it without him. I'm I'm sure he's going to yeah. be in it. Yeah. Just not feeling like directing it. Maybe. Yeah. Huh. Uh, okay. Next one. What are we What are we doing next? Uh, you want to go on into Logan Lucky and do. Or do going in from Adam Driver and do Logan Lucky? No, because I need <coughs> that transition afterwards. Okay. Well, I haven't seen it, so uh, I guess the it. next one on the list would be Three Billboards. Then. Okay. So Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Have either one of you all seen that? I haven't seen it. You have. I have seen it. Was very excited about it, um, even though I didn't really care for uh, the director's work prior. But um, I made some notes here, um, and I think I texted you all this too, just without any spoilers. It it seriously may be the most frustrated I've ever been leaving a theater after a movie, and it's not because the movie was bad. It was because it was so good until the last five minutes. Like it was, I, I it was so close to being a movie that I couldn't wait to watch with people or talk talk to talk about with people and then it went from that to a movie I'd never want to watch again because wow it just fell like they just with five minutes to go in the movie I thought to myself if they give me a satisfying <laughs> five ending minutes left with five minutes left they if they give me a satisfying ending then this will be the best movie I've seen. This will be my Whiplash. Yeah. And you all know how much I loved Whiplash you when love it came some out. Whiplash. This will be it for me. And it just completely crapped the bed at the end. Just crapped the bed. <laughs> the The performances were incredible. The script was great. There were a couple of like moments, a couple of aha moments, a couple of jaw drops. Um, man, Francis McDermott was awesome. Woody Harrelson was great. Like everybody was so good. And then it just did not. That sounds to me completely predicting here that that sounds like they just didn't even bother to end it, that they took the cowards away out, if you want to look at it like that. And just. It was the, one of the laziest endings I've ever seen. Yeah. And they. A little bit of thought. They could have even given me just uh, a, a Sid Field storybook Hollywood happy ending, and I'd have been fine with it if they'd have ended it. Some type of resolution. Something. Yeah. Something yeah. to bring it all home. And yeah. it just ambiguously ended. I know people that will uh, defend that strategy to the end <clears throat> and, and, you know, and, and say that that's a, a perfectly artistic way to end a movie and. and but I'm with you. I need yeah. resolution. I need a beginning, middle, and an end to there a story. Were a couple of characters that they introduced that you thought, when the movie ended, you were going to 
figure out why they were in the movie at all. And it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, I mean, it, they, it just, it, it really, it's worth watching one time, but I think you all, knowing your taste, will probably agree with me on the last, the, the third act just completely falling off a cliff. Mm. So let's move it along. Bully for that. What was so Thor? Uh, I'll start it off. Okay. My my thoughts on Thor is uh, Jeff Goldblum is a national treasure. You got that right, and that's that's my takeaway there from you go. Thor. There's your. <laughs> it it is fun and and Taika Waititi's uh, energy and his style, uh, um, ad lib style, improv style that he brings to things. I think was was a good fit and and changing letting letting the Thor character breathe. I guess and and probably letting Hemsworth be himself a little bit more, you know, made mm-hmm. for good entertainment. Yeah. Uh, and so I was thumbs up on, on Thor and, and most of my enjoyment came from Goldblum. I, I yeah. especially watching with you guys. And the second time I watched it, the theater was dead and I didn't get as many laughs out of Goldblum cause mm-hmm. it was just quiet in there, but watching it with you guys in a pretty good, uh, room that was digging the Goldblum jokes. That was, that was a real good time. Yep. Yeah. I, I, um, I thought, I thought it was great. Uh, I would probably put it. It's in my top five Marvel, just for you know, because I I just I like that it. Even though it was a Marvel, it it did uh, it have it had enough of Waititi in it <laughs> that I just really I saw a lot of that. I was looking for it, but you know, a lot of the humor, um, and I just I liked it. I you know, it's the most enjoyable Thor of the three to me, um, and I think it's you know it's. It's important, right? Because it's, it's letting you know what happened, why these two weren't in Civil War, and mm-hmm. setting up, uh, I guess, very close to setting up what's what's going to happen in, in May in Infinity War. So. I think I'm going to go against the grain with you all. I watched it a second time. I like Goldblum still. I did not like the movie. Yeah. I, I, I'm I with you. I mean, okay. I, I still go thumbs up, ultimately, yeah. but it, it definitely fell off a yeah. lot for me the second time around. It's a fun watch, but in the in the scale of Marvel movies, if you're putting it in, in its place, all of the characters didn't make any of the choices that they would have made in any of the other movies. Right, yeah. There's no way that Loki would not have joined Hela right uh, away. Yeah. Even if it's a means to an end for himself. There's no way he wouldn't have gone with her and and double cross Thor or anything to get to to you know stick it to Thor, if and I almost kind of didn't like that Thor had all the jokes. Yeah, because if everybody's the witty, sarcastic comic right, jokester, yeah. then that really takes away from what Spider Man and Tony Stark and some of those characters that actually do that do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that they did that with him. I get that, but with Thor. He can be so like not have a character at all mm-hmm. that doing some of the humor, all, you know, serves to give him a little personality. Yeah, maybe. Does he not have any without it? If they were going to do it, I almost wish they'd have done it. Maybe not to the extreme that yeah. that James Gunn did Drax, but in that style of maybe he just yeah. ta- he just takes things a little too literal. That's or true, and, and he, got, like that. he used to get all the humor kind of around uh, Thor, and that. Mm-hmm. You know, there were laughs at his expense, like because he's he is so from right. a different place exactly. and, and doesn't fit in, and and I, that humor was good to me too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
He maybe you're. I, I can see what you're saying. He maybe he doesn't need to be in on the joke. You know. Yeah. See though, the the difference here is he's he's been hanging around with the Avengers for how long? Yeah. And they've rubbed off so on they've rubbed him, it. and now he comes back to his world, and everybody expects him to be this right. stoic kind of <laughs> staunchy guy, and he's bringing some of the humor because. Nobody else. There's no. There. There isn't a Tony Stark in Asgard or Ass right. Place or wherever it is. <laughs> Ass Town. Ass Town. Uh, so, you know, for me, it's like he he might not be like this when he gets back to Earth, but while he's here, he's gonna. Hey, here's some new tricks I've learned. Here's what I. Yeah, here's what I learned. Know? Okay, so, maybe so. Yeah, but yeah, that's still, just the way I see it. I, I got you. But you know, I I'm. <laughs> that's what happens to a. Uh, Erotic zoo provocateur, <laughs> someone that visits, and you know religiously, uh, not religiously, right. but constant. I mean, not constantly, but has made a couple it's visits. Frequented, yeah, frequented. <laughs> I see. And I think they, that speaks to what you said about the second time around. You know, it, it really fell off for you. I think that speaks to what we were saying earlier about you know the problem with Marvel movies and. Uh, you know, they have taken on the feel of just a piece of a larger mm-hmm. story. Yeah. And so, you know, how many of the Marvel movies did I enjoy the first time around, especially, you know, the past couple of years? Mm-hmm. Liked it the first time around, yeah. see it the second time around, and it doesn't hold up. Yeah, I actually know, wrote that me. note down, too, that it seems to be a pattern that the second mm-hmm. viewing is not nearly as enjoyable as the first. You know, uh, <coughs> and, and I can pretty much go down the line apart mm-hmm. from, you know, uh, the Winter Soldier, but mm-hmm. St- uh, Doctor Strange, Thor, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Spider Man Homecoming, yes, both the Avengers, um, especially Ultron, Civil War, yeah, and definitely yeah, the first ones, yeah, yep, yeah, Civil War and Ultron, yeah, yeah, Civil War. I mean, none of them hold up, you know, as standalone movies, yeah. multiple watchings. They they won't stand the test of time. That's what I always liked about Warner Brothers. What what they would do is try to give you. You know, a full-fledged, uh, you know, cinematic, you know, work that mm-hmm. that would like the Nolan movies. They'll stand up. Yeah, the nineteen seventy-eight Superman will stand. It mm-hmm. stands up, and and it'll last. How many Marvel movies will last? Uh, you know, maybe the first Iron Man. Iron Man probably. Maybe the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Guardians. Yeah, possibly the mm-hmm. first Guardians. The first one. And then I, you know, they made a lot of movies, and yeah. you're looking at three that you might yeah. want to watch in the years ahead. Uh, I think they need to do a better job than that. Uh, they're 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 cashing in, and they're making the buck, and and they're keeping the train rolling. But to me, I mean, if it were me, I'd, I I would care more about you know making something that lasted. Yeah, and I'm really worried about Infinity Wars. The more I, the, like the new trailer yeah. just came out, and it man, yeah. it just looks like it's going to be so. Crowded. It it was supposed to be the you know the coup de gras the cap for all this and instead it, it looks like it might be you know the ultimate case study and 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 capper for what this universe has been and that it turned into you mm-hmm. know just kind of a big sludge at the end yeah. of, of nothing that blows you off your feet just you know it, it's guiding the ship now instead of you telling a story like just this monster you've created is running itself and, mm-hmm. and you know not, and at the end of it you're just going to have a big kind of pile mm-hmm. yeah i'm worried well i mean you know if you had if you could if you could say okay well you know what let's have let's have two three years between mm-hmm. movies 
to to get it right to get the story perfect and you know because you know the effects are going to be there but um but you know it's it is what it is it's it they there's going to be a minimum of three marvel movies every year yeah and And i look i was looking forward to black panther until i realized it had a february release yeah date which makes me a little worried about it but are they trying to get are they trying to stick something in for infinity just got to fit it in i I hope this isn't a racist thing to say but you think it's because it's black history month that they're putting (laughs) it out i don't think so I don't think so. I think that was just, you know, in between Thor, so, you know, no, November. And yeah. so you got to get it in before December, January, and then February hits, and then you get, you're going into spring with right. the spring movies. Bit March, April, May, yeah. and then May 4th is yeah. Avengers. But I'm sticking with Black History Month, so <laughs> I think it's a good theory. All right, what's next? What's next, boys? <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Stranger Things too. I haven't seen any of them. Oh, I haven't watched. The, I have you? not had it. Uh, I haven't had time to watch it. Well, it's been crazy. It's all you, Scott. Sorry, Brandon Long. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> they hate your oh, show, man. <laughs> hey, Brandon. Just so you know, I love that show. I loved season one, and I watched the started the the first episode of of season two, and was was happy that they included a like two minute. Uh, recap of the entire I'll be season glad of one. That too, yeah, I was afraid I was going to have to watch the first season again. Yeah, and I probably need to anyway. But uh, there's a little bit there that kind of gets you reacquainted, and then then goes into it. And I liked it because it start. I think it starts out on Halloween and basically 1984 or something. They're mm-hmm. in Ghostbuster outfits, so it's, you know it looks and feels great. And yeah, Winona Ryder still freaks you out when you Ugh. look at her, dreading that. But so you've watched the whole the whole run? I have, and it's it's very good. And I, I think I only had one nitpicky problem with the whole thing, but uh, it's a it's a fun ride. I think it lives up to the first season, which is you know says something. And mm-hmm. I think they did a great job on it. And, it, and uh, you know the '80s nostalgia was all there again, and it gets kicked off to a great start. And I still like all the characters and. Um, I like I like the progression they made. They you know they had good arcs to them and uh, maybe except Eleven, uh, but you know how Hopper has you know kind of changed and grown and that sort of thing and and we dig Hopper and uh, yeah the I don't I don't see the need to couple up kids, but other than that right big thumbs up to uh, Stranger Things too. So you would you say? As good as season one, or a little Pretty better. Close. Yeah, yep. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I'd say better, but um, it, it's right there. It's yeah, it's thoroughly enjoyable. Well, maybe maybe me and Todd will get around to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you know, if we can yeah. fit it in our schedule, we might watch it. Yeah, we'll see. The last movie on our list of reviews <laughs> for this week is Logan Lucky. Um, either of you have either of you seen it? I have not. But I've not I'm seen Lucky Logan. I haven't. I recommend that both of you watch it. And, I like that. Uh, unlike Ridiculous Six, I think you'll a- That's enjoy exactly it. what I was getting ready to say. Now, listen. <laughs> It'll never okay. be lived down. Fin- finish. Finish. <laughs> By the way, uh, Todd still hasn't watched Ridiculous Six. Yeah, I have n- I'm, Yeah. <laughs> so he can make fun of me for suggesting it, yet he doesn't know what he thinks about it. <laughs> but a, a man does play the piano with his 
penis. With, so. <laughs> with this dong. Uh, anyway. Logan Lucky, what'd you think? Logan Lucky is it's very good, for one thing. Um, it's not perfect. It's probably a little too slick. Things work out too well in the, in the scheme. Soderbergh did it. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's it's got a basically take Ocean's Eleven into West Virginia vibe, and yeah. it fits very well with you know anybody that's from a state like Kentucky. I think will enjoy you yeah. know these people getting one over on you know. Uh, but I just love Adam Driver and Channing Tatum. I I like all Channing's mm-hmm. comedy stuff. I just do. I'm I'm on board with Tatum and. Uh, You've seen the Magic Mike XXL poster yeah, hanging up I, in your bedroom. Yeah, I know. It's like on the ceiling, right? Right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> it's got a good. Uh, it's got a, a good supporting cast. And um, uh, how's Daniel Craig? Daniel Craig is great. Good. The, those three are are really really good. Um, and it has a. Uh, Cohen's quality to it in that the script and the dialect, mm. like the accents are outrageous. Yeah. You know, thick Southern accents, but I, I believe them. Okay. You know, they're not know, just Andrew like, Garfield and Hacksaw Ridge. Exactly. Right. Exactly. There's, um, can you do that again for us? I, I can. Yes. I can do it on command. <coughs> Get a good He's clearing his throat real quick. Yeah. Hang on. Please Lord. Let me get one more. How <laughs> was that? Yeah. Okay. I think we should just stand right there. Just hit stop. So, uh, Adam, and they're all, everybody's accent is different. Mm-hmm. So they're all super thick and, you know, ridiculous, but they all work. They all sound legitimate. Mm. And, and I love it. And it, it's, it's, uh, it kept me, every line makes me laugh because. The accents are so good, and and it's it and the script is good. You know, the dialogue is good, and um, between this and Star Wars, uh, it pushed me over into the edge of you know I'm a huge Adam Driver fan, and I'll be watching that movie soon of where he's a bus driver, whatever that thing's called, because mm-hmm. I want to see it now. I noticed you got ridiculous in your. You added ridiculous in, into your uh, review, but it's a subliminal. Few, few sentences back. <laughs> Just wanted to let you know that. <laughs> so, um, what this leads into is uh, so, first of all, you, both of you need to watch it and okay. check it out. And yeah, Daniel Craig is great. Uh, Elvis's grandkid is, she's good. And did you know that? Did you I know? didn't know that Elvis had a grandkid. Yeah, Lisa Marie's oh, Lisa Marie. little one. Hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, I was watching this movie, and I was thinking, man, these accents are great, right? Right. Um, and I, w- I was talking to, to my friend Zach at work about about the fact that, because uh, we watched it at work the first time, uh, during split it up over a few days in, on lunch breaks, and then I watched it uh, with the fam again straight through. And... But I was talking to Zach about it and how much I liked those accents, and uh, it it some it made me think about the fact of you know what a difference that made to me, and um, I thought about the fact like bad accents, and and I immediately thought of we we used to watch uh, Walking Dead at, mm. uh, on lunch at work and. Uh, 
how bad those accents yeah, are. Yeah, Rick's is is pretty rough. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. And Maggie, <laughs> mm-hmm. Glenn, <laughs> Glenn, I, I yes. can't, I can't, it, yes. I can't even do it. So Coral, it, it made me exactly. Yeah, yeah he said. Everybody says Coral. Coral. Now, yeah. how you get Coral out of C A R L and and, and uh, like what Southern state do they do that? Right. I couldn't tell you. But anyway, uh, it did make me think about. Um, and I'd made this connection one before, once before, but it brought it back to my mind. Uh, I would say in like somewhere around the year like ninety eight, ninety nine, I probably watched. Um, Courage Under Fire mm. with uh, my parents, I think. I think they rented it or something. And when I watched that movie, I thought to myself, Meg Ryan has the worst Southern accent I've ever heard. Like, this is horrible. It ruined the, you know, if, I, if there was any chance I was going to like that movie <laughs> right from the beginning, it yeah. was out the door. Because it was like, I mean, it pulled me out of that movie so hard. It's like, this is ridiculous. How did she come up with this? Yeah. And to me, it was always like she needed somebody to help her out with this, mm-hmm. right? And 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 then it got shelved somewhere in my you know subliminal in my subconscious for you know fifteen twenty years. <laughs> it's been it's been stored back there. So we're talking about this. It, uh, Lucky Logan makes me think about how bad and opposite you um, said it like todd it's logan lucky <laughs> lucky logan it's old lucky logan <laughs> logan lucky makes me think about uh the walking dead and how mm-hmm. bad it was mm-hmm. and i think about maggie and and i had made this connection before but it, it brought it back to my mind it's like yeah maggie's horrible accent and and rick's sound just like Meg Ryan's mm-hmm. like they're I mean like the way they say stuff it's it's and especially because Meg Ryan and Maggie you know both women and both kind of their voices right like their tone is very similar mm-hmm. got a similar voice and I was like they sound exactly like each other like uh, just the worst southern accent I've ever heard and for the first time though in that moment I thought to my because I was talking to Zach about it I was like man wouldn't it be funny if like I wonder who the dialect coach is on uh The Walking Dead. And I thought to myself, no. <laughs> Let me do Hold an IMDB on. search. So <laughs> I jump on IMDB and I look up Courage Under Fire. All right, let's start right there. All right. He's he's live taking us through this uh through this wormhole. Because what are the chances I'm even going to be able to find out if there are there is a dialect right. coach on on this movie or, or you know and who it is and well 1996 Courage Under Fire I go to see full cast and crew and at the very very bottom sure enough dialect coach Miss Ryan Jessica Drake. Well, I can click Jessica Drake's name right here. Uh-huh. And I do. <laughs> and the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth entry on Mrs. Drake's filmography, the Walking Dead TV series, Dialect Coach. Holy crap. Mm. That is that is an inc- incredible episodes. discovery. I went nuts. 
Like I, I, I screamed out loud. That's insane. And started pumping my fists in the air and <laughs> and literally ran through the hallway. To store that in your brain for 21 years <laughs> and to recall it because her accent's so bad. Like I think, I mean, I think this might be like my greatest talent. <clears throat> yeah. Like that I was able to put together that these two people, 30 years apart, had the same dialect coach on a TV show, one on a TV show and one in a movie. Like, I don't know that I'm ever going to be able to do anything that's more amazing than that. It's completely useless. But you, you, you've solved a mystery, something that was hidden away. Yeah. None of us would have looked. Well, in my mind, it was like, how do both, like, both of the, the show... And the movie separately, completely separately, mm-hmm. separated by decades. Years apart. I watched them and in that moment thought, how can the person sound this bad? How can their southern accent be this bad? 30 years later, I say, no, it's not possible that one dialect coach in Hollywood has no clue as to how to do a southern accent and told both of these people the exact same accent. And that's why they sound the same. And that's why they're so bad at it. But in fact, it is. Holy crap. Why don't you mention some of the other dialect coaching she did for some of the other uh, fine films. Jessica Drake, all right. Uh, coming up in 2019, get look for uh, look forward to this. We Colin Farrell's dialect coaching Dumbo. So whatever he he sounds Ooh. like in Dumbo, I'm kind of mm, looking forward to yeah. that now. I'll be eagerly the in, live action Dumbo, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll be right. eagerly waiting for that trailer My to drop. Ears are too big, <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Did you hear what I said, <laughs> Mama? All right, kick me in the in the you know where. She was the dialect coach. Get this, you you've got to calm down. She was the dialect coach on Logan Lucky. What? And now now my mind is blown. Now oh no! Now I don't know what to do with myself. Oh no! I had <laughs> this. What? So you're saying... This whole thing just went off the rails. This did. Like, uh, I shouldn't have even said that. Uh, I don't I don't know what to think now. Oh, my goodness. Wait. It says, Logan Lucky, dialect coach prep. Okay. See, that's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. No. Like, I think that means she came in. She tried to make everybody talk like Meg Ryan. Yeah. And she got they, ready to talk bad. <laughs> and then she they brought pre- in the real deal. Right. And they said, "That's not how you talk." Thank you for prepping him, Jessica. We're gonna we're gonna go to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's gonna do the post prep. I'm gonna look up Logan Lucky real quick and okay. see uh, what we got here. Good. There, there are two prep dialect coaches on Logan Lucky. She's okay. one of them. Okay. And then you've got one who is just the dialect coach. Joy Ellison is a fellow prep dialect coach. Uh, Diego Daniel Pardo is the main dialect coach. There you go. I'm going to give my man the the credit for this. It's Diego Day here on Talk Hard. (laughs) Yeah. Diego Day. I bet no other podcast movie podcast is talking about Diego Day this week. No, so, yeah. You're uh, welcome, Diego. Diego Daniel Pardo. Oh, Diego Daniel Pardo. (laughs) Shout out. Shout out to Diego, and uh, hopefully we can can pull all the uh, Diego fans in here. Yep. Old DDP. It all comes back to wrestling, doesn't it? Person of interest, the Smurfs. Mm, Uh, London has fallen. Geostorm. 
Ooh, which one of y'all saw that? <laughs> so Jessica, our girl Jessica Drake, uh, has been working much longer than Diego, but uh, he's coming on strong. I think, I'm I think Diego's you. got a bright future. Look out, world! Yeah, we we know who's responsible for Logan Lucky. I think he's going to be moving in on some of Jessica's territory. Pretty dang quick. Yeah, right. that was quite the journey uh, I go. took you guys on. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry about that. Totally but. worth it. Mystery solved, and uh, I'm still going to say if I had to pick one of your talents, it would probably be laser tag. So <laughs> you can keep the one you have. Yeah. Well, okay. I feel like an individual feat. Yeah. I don't know that I'll surpass this though, but but you you'll still take. I would rather be good at laser tag. Than... <laughs> I want another chance at laser tag. I'm I'm gonna buy a suit that's all mirrors. Oh my! And I'm going in, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna take no for an answer. Oh goodness! Well, is that an episode? It is. Are we and, ready to? Uh, we still have another one to to record tonight. As a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> for you guys. Yeah, there you go. And we still have a force watch episode coming up next. This so, is going to be easy, quick. It's going to be a quick one. Um, it's going to be a little bit different take on a Force Watch since it's been so long since Scott and I have seen this movie. But uh, we'll get into that on the next episode. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to drill your brains out. That's right. Good. In a not not in an erotic zoo. No, way. not no. an erotic zoo. Right. Way. Especially <laughs> West Germany. Yeah, we're referring to Phantasm, which we will go into in some depth on the next episode. But until then. For Scott Stafford, Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie. And I know that you will plainly see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time. And all I gotta do is act naturally.